0: to Eat the Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week and we chew on God's word and share what we've been chewing on in our ministries and in our personal time and uh, offer that to you for encouragement and edification. This week, we've got Sean Duncan with us. Hey, yo. Hello, Sean. I'm back. He's back. By popular demand yep. of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> My inbox is stacked with bring Sean back. Um Sean, we have been
1: in Matthew. We have first for just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. so yeah.
0: where remind us where we left off and then where are we yeah. going today? So
1: we're in Matthew specifically. We're in the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus's longest recorded teaching. It goes from Matthew chapter five all the way through Matthew chapter seven. So it's one long sermon on the mount. <laughs> um and Jesus, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know where we've been. if not, no worries, here's like the the one minute summary so. Jesus had been going uh, around Galilee, he's been teaching, he's been healing people, he's been preaching, and people have started to follow him. And he went up on a mountain, and the crowds who were following him went up with him, and then his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. So the entire Sermon on the Mount, it's it's a teaching to his disciples. So the first thing that Jesus says to his disciples, those who come to him for his instruction and for the rest that he gives, first he pronounces a blessing over them. He says, you're blessed. You're my disciples. You're blessed. So I like that one. Those who mourn, like you're blessed. Uh, you're going to be comforted. Uh, those who are merciful, like don't worry, you're going to receive mercy. And he just pronounces all these blessings on them. Then he pronounces new identities on them that they are the salt of the earth and that they are the light of the world. They are they are God's vehicle for for bringing about restoration and beauty into God's world. Then Jesus starts talking about himself about how he's not creating a new religion. He's not. He's not. Um, he's not trying to reject the the Jewish faith. Instead, he's actually fulfilling the Jewish faith, and he's fulfilling the Old Testament, or what he would just refer to as the Law and the Prophets. He's bringing it to its climax. It's the it's the crescendo in his own life. So that's why Jesus is here. So then he begins to to go through all of these case laws about what it looks like to actually live righteously according to Old Testament laws because they had gotten misunderstood. People had twisted them. So so he'll talk about, you know, you have heard that it was said, you shall um, not murder. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, don't murder. <laughs> and then he says, well, I, I say to you, and basically he's saying the, the point of that. Is don't be angry with each other, and, and and don't call people fools, because when you do that, you're liable to the same judgment as the murderer. So he's he's showing us the heart problem that the problem of the heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart, and that's like where all of our, these issues are coming from, and our righteousness all stems from a heart posture before God. So he he ends Matthew chapter five. He wasn't writing in in uh, chapters, <laughs> we added those later. But Matthew five uh, verse forty eight. And Jesus says you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Like that's the standard of righteousness and that's what he's instructing on. So either you you get down with with Matthew chapter 5 and you realize that either you could rely on your own righteousness in which case you fall short, Mm -hmm. or you could depend on Christ's righteousness, in which case you are perfect as the heavenly father is perfect. And then you're actually empowered by the grace and the righteousness of Christ to be able to live into the things that you're called to in the first place. And then we get to chapter six and he shifts gears a little bit. And we're just gonna look at one verse today. I know back by popular (laughs) demand, the one (laughs) verse message. Just Uh, going too fast there for a while. uh, he's just gonna start focusing um, rather on Um, moral and ethical commands, what we would probably call like spiritual discipline. So he's going to talk about prayer. He's going to talk about fasting. He's going to talk about giving to the needy. And then um, he's going to draw some implications from that. But he starts with um, this verse, which is all we're going to look at. It's chapter six, verse one. Jesus says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. Hmm. that's the verse. Interesting.
0: That's not a very good return on investment. I <laughs>
1: I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no investor expert, but. <laughs> yeah. And this, so this verse, it sets the grounds for, for everything that's about to follow. So um, if we don't understand this one, we can't, we won't really understand what he means when he's talking about giving or about praying or even about um, fasting. So the, the, the first things that we see are probably really obvious, right? Um, there's some element of, my actions being seen by others. And maybe the natural conclusion that you might draw after I just read that is what, what would you think?
0: Uh, well, I think instinctively, I think I need to do all of this quietly, invisibly, mm-hmm. you know, not be seen. Cause my concern is, okay, how do I get that reward from heaven from mm-hmm. the father, not mm-hmm. the cheap, you know, temporary reward I'm going to get here.
1: Yeah. You don't want to squander the mm-hmm. reward. So, I just got to do things in secret, but let me just throw a cog in the wheel and, and throw this one out because Jesus had just gotten done saying you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Yeah. So what is it, Jesus? You want me to be seen or you want me to be <laughs> hidden? you mixed messages here. <laughs> it does almost feel like mixed messages, but that yeah. is one of the tensions. And um, that tension is actually a good thing. And that's helping us understand what he means because apparently, at least according to that verse I just read, so, so Matthew 5, 16, uh, 15 and 16, Jesus doesn't mean just do th- good things in secret. Mm-hmm. So he's meaning something else in, in this verse because on one hand, we should be seen.
0: Right. Our good works specifically. Our good
1: works should be seen. And, and then, because what Matthew 5 is then all about is, is what that righteousness looks like, that those good works looks like. Because um, Jesus begins to talk about him, himself as fulfilling the law and the prophets. And then he talks about the the Pharisees and the scribes and how your righteousness has to exceed theirs. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they're the ones who are morally good like they're they're right. doing morally good things they're doing ethically good things they know their Bible really well, and they're the ones who like pray all the time and fast all the time and give to the needy all the time so Jesus wants our righteousness our our right acting in line with god's will and god's character He wants um our righteousness to on one hand be seen but on another hand maybe not be seen so what's going on in this passage? That's like the real question yeah, so um, the command, it starts off with a strong com- command of beware. So it's a warn. This is a warning text mm-hmm. for the listeners. Beware. And then he says of practicing your righteousness. So that's the thing that you should be aware of, of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. Mm-hmm. So in Matthew five, when he's talking about you're the light of the world, you're supposed to let your light shine so that others may see your good works and give glory to God. To God, yeah, not to you. Mm-hmm. So again, he's like attacking heart motivation. Like, what is your motivation for doing something? Now, in a fallen world, like we, we've all sinned, sin runs through um, every course of our being. Even though we've been redeemed, we've been restored, we still have these like sin habits. Yeah, enough. and so there's there's rarely going to be a time where you have completely pure intentions. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be honest. I want to be a good preacher. Like I want people to think, wow, Sean's a good preacher. Right. But m- majority of my motivation is I want God to be glorified. But like, I'm, I'm always going to have a piece of me where it's like, well, I do also want to be a good preacher. I want to be good at this. Yeah. Um, same thing with all of our, our righteous deeds. Like there's always like the little bit of tainting mm-hmm. um, in it. So Jesus is aware of that, but he is tracing things back to like, what is your internal motivator are you reading your bible and posting the photo on instagram so that people think man chris is like so biblical and like wise (laughs) and he really he really loves spending time with the lord but but in all all reality it's like you didn't even actually read yeah you just opened it you took a screenshot and then you posted it with a quote Mm -hmm. so um internal motivator so the beware this is a, a really strong warning beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them for then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. Hmm. Um, The idea of reward is really important in the Sermon on the Mount. He actually talks about reward a lot. We're going to get there, but before we do, I want to talk about that word practicing. Okay. So when he says, beware of practicing your righteousness, um, the word that's being used here is um, this word that kind of means to make or to manufacture or to create something. And, like usually it's used actually about God in his like creative work of creating things out of nothing Hmm. um, or uh, how he creates us as a new creation in Christ. So it's like a a making of something, a manufacturing of something is what this practicing is. So I I think that's helpful because he's saying, okay, beware of manufacturing righteousness. Yeah, Like building a false model, a, a hollow shell of righteousness, where it looks really good, but really deep down, like it looks like fresh water, but then you take a drink and it's really just salt water. Yeah. So he's trying. He's saying, "Beware of that happening." Like you can look really good on the outside and be really, really dead on the inside. So that's just his war- his warning for us. I
0: have a question. Yeah. Um, so if we flip the coin, mm-hmm. you know, we said obviously on one hand we're manufacturing this f- with the intentions of being visible and being seen. Mm. Uh, they may be on the outside good things, mm-hmm. but at the core they're rotten. Mm. On the other side, would you say that the, the instinct of the believer should be to respond to opportunities similar to like, uh, I think of like Ephesians that talks about how he's prepared good works for mm-hmm. us beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, as those good works show up in our lives, we respond in that way? Or should we be going out searching out opportunities to, you know, quote unquote, exercise our righteousness?
1: Uh, I guess I don't see the difference between those two premises but God has prepared mm-hmm. good works for me to do beforehand um before he He even created me mm-hmm. and when I seek those things out and I find them, like aren't those the things that He prepared like if I'm gonna step into them and do them yeah,
0: yeah, I guess so i'm thinking I'm just thinking in the context of this of is there a an innate caution attached to the manufacturing piece mm-hmm. the the training or the um practicing mm-hmm. or or is it purely in the heart's mm. condition of things? Does I that see, make
1: sense? I, yeah, I see. Um, yeah. So, it, as we'll look at the other examples, there there is this warning about about just going out to do them. Gotcha. Um, with the light of the world, The light of the world, say, sit on a hill cannot be hidden." Um, you, you know, you put the light on a, on a, on a table or on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. So you just are a light mm-hmm. you are shining you're not like you're not trying to find a dark room to then turn on mm-hmm. you just are a light that shines so you just do good works you're just a good um you're, you're a, a, someone who's been redeemed by the blood of christ and you you trust his way of living all the time and then whatever area you're in people recognize that um but they give glory to god not to you so yeah. if, if like you're like trying to spot treat it and like look for the opportunities well i'd say you're not actually doing um you're not being light in that instance because you're just trying to find the area to perform Mm -hmm. rather than living in any situation that you're in gotcha yeah cool um that's a really good question thank you nice chris yeah so um we're having the barn remodeled right now Mm -hmm. this is march 2022 when we're recording um barn's being remodeled and before we had countertops that had veneer Mm -hmm. and so it was just like a composite board underneath that was made of sawdust and glue (laughs) and then like a hard a hard shell was put over the top of it Mm -hmm. it looked nice Mm -hmm. but it was poor quality yeah now we have countertops in there that are pure concrete so like if you drill down into the concrete you're just going to keep finding concrete yeah. if you drill down into the veneer you just find sawdust mm-hmm. so like the, these are those tensions if you're if you're the light you drill down and what you keep finding is light yeah if you're manufacturing it you drill down and you just find sawdust mm-hmm. uh, so so again Jesus is always bringing this focus back to like our core identity our core reality and our core nature. And the only way those things change is if, if God intercedes in our life and he makes uh, us who are, who were dead in sin, he makes us alive in Christ by the power of the spirit. So we are fully dependent by God's grace through faith for this to happen. Yeah. Um, But then he says, if you're someone who does this, who, man, like it looks like you're killing it, but you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, You actually are losing the reward from your father who is in heaven. So we've, talked about reward a little yeah. bit before. Um, if you remember, it came up in the Beatitudes, it says, uh, um, blessed are you when others persecute you and revile you and other all kinds of evil against you, falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Mm-hmm. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So there was a mention of rewards at the beginning. Um, now, as we read through it's gonna he's it's going to talk about um, giving to those in need. He's going to talk about prayer and then he's going to talk about fasting. And every time it's, it's attached to this idea of reward hmm. that there is a reward. And that if you, if you pursue um, recognition uh, of people rather than pursue recognizing God, then you've already received your reward. Like you got popular on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. That's your eternal reward. And that's even if you get that far. (laughs) Yeah. But if you pursue something different, so rather than pursuing being recognized, if you pursue recognizing the God of all creation, you experience something else. You experience uh, the reward from your father who is in heaven, the reward from your father who sees in secret. And then we get to a really popular verse, uh, verse 19, where Jesus says, do not lay up treasures for yourself in uh, on earth where moth and rust destroy, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. So the treasures are the rewards that he's talking about. Yeah. Reward and treasure gets connected. And then he's going to talk about how you either serve one master, you can't serve both, mm-hmm. and you either serve God or you serve money. Yeah, And, and then he's going to talk about anxiety and, and being anxious about the clothes you wear, the food you eat, the the water you drink and where those things come from, um, as opposed to trusting God. So the reward is connected to this treasure that's going to be in heaven that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about um, and that is going to be intri- um, intrinsically connected to um, to the ability to not be anxious hmm. about daily needs yeah so all those things are going to be connected so um, for some reason even though we don't fully know what's going on yet as we're readers this reward that God has in store for you and for me as as Jesus followers uh, who pursue recognizing God rather than being recognized by the world um, is a reward that is imperishable Mm -hmm. that cannot be taken from us is eternally secure, um, cannot be um, reduced or diminished and gives us confidence. Even when we're not sure where our next meal will come from. Hmm. That sounds like a great reward. I like that. I want it. Yeah. So what we're going to do the next few sessions uh, and next time that I'm coming in is we're going to talk about what it looks like to be pursuing that reward. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, man. It'll be a great time. Well, thank you, Sean. Yeah. But until then, uh, beware of practicing your righteousness before others. Don't manufacture it. Um, although it is enjoyable to some degree to, ha- to be recognized by others, it's far more enjoyable to recognize the God of the universe who has redeemed us through the blood of Christ.
0: Yeah. It's a good word. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this. It's always... You know, we joke about the pace of it, but it really allows us to take our time Mm -hmm. and draw out the rich truth that's there. So thank you for doing that with us. You bet, man. All right, we'll get you next time. See ya. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.